Welcome to A Rumor of Empathy. This series is dedicated to the commitment that empathy become less of a rumor and an expanded reality in the individual and the community. Today's podcast, Compassion Fatigue, A Radical Proposal to Overcome It, is based on Chapter 8 of the book, Empathy, A Lazy Person's Guide, by Lou Augusta, with color illustrations by Alex Zonas, a lighthearted look at a significant subject, copyright by Lou Augusta. What is the difference between empathy and compassion? Empathy is a method of data gathering about the experiences of the other person. Compassion tells one what to do about it based on one's ethics, good upbringing, and values. One of the major criticisms of empathy is that it leaves you vulnerable to compassion fatigue. The helping professions are notoriously exposed to burnout and compassion fatigue. Well-intentioned helpers end up as emotional basket cases. There's truth to it, but there is also an effective antidote. Expanded empathy. Evidence-based research shows that empathy peaks, for example, in the third year of medical school and thereafter goes into steady decline. Footnote, OHAT, H-O-J-A-T, Vergate, and others. Year 2009, The Devil is in the Third Year, Volume 84, Academic Medicine. While correlation is not causation, the suspicion is that dedicated, committed, hardworking people who are called to a life of contribution experience burnout and compassion fatigue. Absent interventions and professional development, such as empathy training and empathy lessons to promote emotional regulation, self-soothing, and distress tolerance, the well-intentioned professional ends up as an emotionally burned out cynical hulk, not pretty. Therefore, I offer a radical proposal. If you are experiencing compassion fatigue, stop being so compassionate. I hasten to add that does not mean become hard-hearted. That does not mean become mean, apathetic, or indifferent. That does not mean become aggressive or become a bully. That means take a step back, dial it down, stop trying so hard, and give it a break. Distinguish compassion and empathy. The good news is that empathy serves as an antidote to burnout and compassion fatigue. Note the language here. Unregulated empathy breaks down results in compassion fatigue. However, the lazy person's guide to empathy repeatedly and carefully distinguishes empathy from compassion. This is not just semantics. This is of the essence. This is the heart of the matter. Could it be that when you try to be empathic, but instead experiencing compassion fatigue, then you are engaging in being compassionate instead of empathic. The language is significant. Consider the possibility. 
strictly speaking, empathy is in breakdown here. Empathy is breaking down. Instead of being empathic, you are engaging in being compassionate. And the result here is compassion fatigue without the quotation marks. It is no accident that the word compassion occurs in compassion fatigue, which is a nuance rarely noted by the advocates of rational compassion. I repeat, no one is saying be mean, be hard-hearted. No one is even saying do not ever be compassionate. There is a time and a place for compassion. Both compassion and expanded empathy are in short supply in the world. Both compassion and expanded empathy are needed. Compassion has its time and place, as does empathy. We may usefully work to expand both, but we are saying, do not confuse the two. If the complaint is, I'm experiencing compassion fatigue, then the guidance, the recommendation is to dial down the compassion and dial up, expand the empathy. The risk of compassion fatigue is greatly reduced when you have the experience of making a difference. When I engage with a client with empathic listening and come away with the experience that I have made a difference or even have the prospect significantly of making a difference, then I experience satisfaction. Then I experience fulfillment, not fatigue. I am enlivened. Vitality is expanded. I have made a difference. I have made a contribution. It's not a silver bullet. There are still problems, issues, challenges. I've made a difference, and that keeps one going. No matter how difficult the client's situation, no matter how ugly the trauma, no matter how deep the breakdown, no matter how tragic the circumstances, if your empathy causes something to shift in a positive direction, with the client, with the patient, with the customer, then the risk of compassion fatigue is decisively reduced. On the other hand, if one has the experience of not making a difference, then the risk of compassion fatigue is increased. When substance abusers relapse and go back to their substance, when abused partners return to the abuser, when people are unable to recognize how oppressed they are, when people are unable to relate humanly to their own humanity due to poverty, ill health, lack of literacy, and the would-be empathic person is unable to intervene in a way that makes a difference, then get ready. For compassion, fatigue, and burnout are the pending main effect. Emergency room physicians, harried first responders, teachers in noisy classrooms, business people with upset customers, and so on, all need to get whether the other person is experiencing fear, anger, high spirits, or other strong feelings. Is the customer, client, patient about to escalate? But the provider of empathy needs to get it as a sample, a trace, or a vicarious experience. Key term, 
vicarious experience. The provider of empathy needs to put his or her toe in the water, not jump in up to his or her neck. Needs to get a vicarious experience, not merge with the full-blown upset itself. Therefore, dial it down. Most providers of empathy find that with a modest amount of training, they can adjust their empathic receptivity up or down to maintain their own emotional equilibrium. In the face of a series of sequential samples of suffering, the empathic person is able to maintain his emotional equilibrium thanks to a properly adjusted empathic receptivity. No one is saying that the other suffering or pain should be minimized in any way or invalidated. One is saying, with practice, regulating empathy becomes a best practice and becomes a practice that enables one to maintain one's equilibrium and manage and overcome compassion fatigue.